Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello folks and welcome to the Metallica Report. I'm Stefan Shirazi, editor of the band So What magazine. And I'm Renee Richardson, director of philanthropy for Metallica's foundation, all within my hands. This is your official weekly Metallica podcast, the only inside source, bringing you all the news from the band's HQ and studios deep in the heart of Northern California. As we're coming off the New Year's celebrations, where fireworks can often define the New Year's Eve experience, we thought we'd bring a little of that to this week's show. Yeah, it's all about fire this week. And I know that you have had your Roman candles and your sparklers, and that's great. And by the way, (laughs) Happy New Year. I'm sure that you all had fun, and you've unwittingly given yourselves a taste of what we're about to talk about this week, which is... Pyro. We will be speaking with James Hetfield and Metallica's Pyro project manager, Reed Dern, about the joys and the dedicated focus needed to bring Pyro to the M72 stage. Friends, whether you love Pyro or not, this episode is a true eye-opener. All right, Renee, before we get going here, I, I got to roll out a few stats with regards to what the pyro has been on the M72 tour so far. And this is nuts. This stuff is crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm looking at these numbers and, and uh, yeah, Reed's going to be explaining what all this is for us. But let me just go for it here. Apparently, there are 14 flame units 24 50-foot cannon simulators, my oh, word, wild. 24 50-foot mines, which, that's, I mean, it just sounds bafflingly huge. 24 50-foot comets, 24 flashbang, uh, <laughs> flashbangs, I think is what they're called. <laughs> You'll have a technical term, I'm sure, somewhere in there, but flashbang sounds good to me. I, I, I mean, there's a lot going on. There's a lot out there. I'm always impressed that Metallica manages to keep some pyro in their festival shows, too. Like, I don't know why, but it always still surprises me, totally delights me, because they still go big, even if it's, you know, it's not technically a Metallica show, it's a festival show, and they're there playing. But a few of those fun facts that you love so much, they burn (laughs) through 800 pounds of propane for those eight stadium flames that shoot up during songs like Fuel. And those, by the way, can reach 65 feet in the air. And then there's the bevy of pyrotechnics that include comets and green mines, which again, don't worry, Reed will explain those in just a little bit. And those can shoot upwards of 300 feet, some of them even 500 feet. So for the diehard that stays to the bitter end of a festival where Metallica is playing, 
you will get treated to a full minute of pyro as they send you on your way. And in fairness, look, I mean, even if you don't stick around for that full minute in the gig, you're going to see it wherever you are. It's (laughs) everywhere, right? You know, look, give me fuel, (laughs) give me fire, give me that which I desire. I mean, look, all those stats needed some music, right? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, let's hear from James as to what the magic of pyro is for him. And remember, in all seriousness, he got closer to the flames than anyone with the 1992 Montreal accident. So for me, it's really something that he remains as excited by it all as ever. Pyro has been a part of Metallica since day one, really. After we have our gear, you know, and you get a sound man, it's like, Okay, who's going to be our pyro guy? <laughs> That's the next thing you're adding. And pyro, God, I don't know, growing up in the 70s, it was kind of a part of taking your music to another level. Obviously, Kiss has, like, really done it. But it's always been a part of, even in the clubs. I mean, bringing a guy in that messed around with gunpowder and whatnot and made their own bombs, and there's absolute danger to it. And I am glad that there are fire marshals that are looking out for the safety of everyone. Pyro is always, for me, an exciting jolt in the concert. And I feel that when I know the pyro was coming up and I'm able to look at the crowd in the face and it goes off and to see their reaction, it's pretty amazing. Obviously, I've, I've been really close to some pyro that wasn't so fun, and it was a long rehab, and it does do damage to your skin. <laughs> but at the gigs, you know, even just feeling the heat from some of the stuff, like in fuel, you know, give me fuel, give me fire, you know, people way up on the top, they're feeling it too, you know, it's, it's powerful. It's just another exciting part, another, you know, little danger of what we do. Still can't believe that we get away with some of the stuff that we do in some of the concerts, but it is, it's just fun. It's just a lot of fun. And, you know, we've got some pretty knowledgeable people out here now. It is safe. And if someone's standing over something, they're not setting it off. We've got cameras up there. We've got spotters. We've got everybody making sure that we're all safe. And it tends to be Kirk, who's standing over the pyro at the wrong time. Really glad that he's still alive after all these years, you know. He just tends to wander, you know. Kirk is Kirk, and and sometimes he's standing over stuff. It's not missed, you know, and we don't get angry over it for sure, but it's just an added joy that we get to do. You know, James mentioned he's glad that the fire marshals are there to make sure everyone is safe. And a few of us actually enjoyed eating dinner at catering with the fire marshal in St. Louis. Was it barbecue? Ah, you're so funny. (laughs) Anyway, it was great. Our crew regaled them with the ways of the old and and how things were done in the old days. And they were like, well, that is not going to be happening today, my friends. (laughs) So to that, James addresses the professionalism of the pyro team and how important safety truly is. You might be able to spot the pyro guy. He's missing a few fingers or he's got no hair or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, we've had quite a few pyro guys over the years. And, you know, they're they're out there. 
And it's great. You know, obviously they're pyromaniacs and they've grown up messing with it and 4th of July and taking it to another level probably. And, you know, they're, they're professionals though. They really are. We've had some that aren't. And you know, we've learned a lot over all the years on what to do, what not to do, how to manage. You got to have a spotter. You just got to, because if someone's over something, it's not their fault. It's like we're on the stage and we're concentrating on the riffs. You know, we're playing music. But these guys got to know, you know, the band is kind of important. So don't blow them up, please. No more barbecues on stage. But yeah, they've got a love for it like we have a love for music. They're creative. They want to make it cool. And they will push the limits to, here's what we can do here, here's what we can't. And they'll find that middle ground where it's pushing the limit a little bit, but not too much. So we love the fact that we have, you know, some safe guys, but are still slightly insane. I should say, Reed Dern, Metallica's project manager, has, I'm delighted to report, a full head of flowing locks, all his <laughs> fingers, and a, and a great smile. Uh, Reed, the check's in the mail, right? <laughs> <laughs> in fairness, it's the smile of a guy who loves his job, right? Let's be honest. It is one he stepped into soon after that 92 pyro accident James suffered, taking on the task in 1994 on the summer shit tour when Dan Brown took over production management, which was certainly quite a time to step aboard. Shortly after that happened, it was interesting because we were obviously super conscious of what's going to happen. And we didn't really know what we were going to get into with James for obvious reasons. And he, it's unbelievable what he is willing to try after what has happened. So we always spend part of rehearsal with the guys in the band and, and they can stand wherever they feel comfortable standing or they'll stand next to me because I guess they figure if I'm comfortable, they'll be okay. And we will shoot it off and it will shoot it off as many times as they want to and let them figure out what their comfort zones are. Over the years, I don't think it's changed much, really. I think there are some times where we get a little closer, and there are some times when we have the advantage of being further away. I think the movie was probably the closest we've ever had them come to any of it, just because of the sheer volume of fire that we had on the stage. But, you know, we have to make them feel comfortable, and they will definitely let us know if they're not. Just listening to Reed speak, it certainly makes me feel comfortable. It's funny, Steph, we joke about how all pyro guys must be a little crazy and pyromaniacs and all of that stuff. But common sense, and in this case, Reed too, says that simply cannot be true just by the nature of what they're trying to do out there. Yeah. And I have to confess that I actually was one of those people who asked him the cliche question, you know, are you a pyromaniac? <laughs> and he mentioned the fines. And so I told him that I would be buying him a beverage as a fine for asking such a silly question. It's a very calculated business that obviously involves people's lives, public and the performers. And it's my job to be safe, bottom line. So if you have somebody who's like a little too aggressive or a little too happy about fire, then maybe that's not the right one. <laughs> I'd rather a firefighter than a guy that sets things on fire. How about that? <laughs> You all have heard the phrase spotters in this part a couple of times already, and I think it's pretty important that Reed explains exactly what that job entails. We have two guys that literally are walking around where the guys are traveling, and they are on headset 
similar to like a, a pilot who has you know noise canceling headsets so that they can all talk to the guy who's pushing the button tristan and they will tell him whether he's safe or whether they're not safe and if they're not safe then they will leave it they won't shoot it they also spend a little, little bit of time you know now that the band recognizes these guys in the pit they're kind of looking at them is am i okay am i okay if they're unsure so they can direct them into a place that maybe okay here here is this is a good spot we came up with some very call i guess the areas safe zones is what you know here are some definitive safe zones and they're pretty big areas there you know you'll see the the two high spots and then the two and on the other side you know sort of like a in a if you look at it like a cross we decided that those were going to be their the safe zones and then there's so obviously lars is in a safe zone and so then everything's gets worked out from there so that's where we started is where are the this is going to be our defined safe zones and then we'll figure it out from there and then there are actually safe zones if you stick to the inside edge the entire inside edge is a safe zone so that is defined by each member whether they're comfortable there or not so that's really up to them Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. 
So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, <laughs> oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash Pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we are back. You heard us earlier when we were running through the stats about pyro and we were throwing the various names of specific pyro being used. Well, here's Reed with a little detail on what those pyro names mean. In this particular show, we have pita flashes, which is basically a large audible sound with a bright white flash, lots of smoke. We have cannon simulators, which are very similar they're just different. It's just different sounds. Some are like cracks, some are booms, comets, which are pretty obvious, a single orb that goes up with a tail. Mines are multiple orbs that go up at the same time. And then we have flame stuff. And then there's all kinds of different flames. Right now, we're using what's called a G flame, which is a canister based flame that creates those stage columns i guess would be the best way to we make them look like balls too but mostly columns and then you have the large scale pyro which could be used in sandman insert whatever you know sandman's had a i don't even know what to call it i guess but it's been pyro that's been part of that as long as i've been around and those are just comets and mines but they're 300 now we actually just at power trip we introduced a 500 foot comet into the show for these shows because bigger is better. <laughs> yeah, and with all that said, it stands to reason that the M72 production does carry some new challenges for the pyro team. Yeah, uh, certainly with it being in the round and all the people being in the snake pit, there's so many rules worldwide that require distances from audience. The first thing we had to figure out is how are we going to get away from the people in the middle, because there's no barricade. So we immediately lost, you know, five feet right there. And then we had to figure out, well, what are we going to do with the barricade on the other side? Because it's probably going to have to be pushed out a little bit further. So we sort of figured out, okay, well, here's our section. And it's a basically one foot area in a circle around the whole stage. 
So that's why everything kind of looks like it gets squeezed in. But the most important part, obviously, is once we add four drum sets into it, well, then I've got four drum sets and then I have to be safe. So then we got to find safe zones for all the guys in the band. And it starts to become very small areas where we can start sticking things. And so that was the biggest challenge. But I think we've figured out a few things. People have had an opportunity to see it already. So that's uh, where we ended up putting stuff. And that's the reason why we ended up putting the stuff where it is. It's, it's, it's a lot to do with safety for the band, obviously, and obviously safety for the people in the audience as well, and try to uh, excite them with what we're trying to do. The one thing I thought that was really cool to learn was how in the M72 show, Pyro is so much more than just visual. Yeah. This little bit of intel is going to change how I take in Pyro forever at a Metallica show. With Metallica in particular, there are some very high-tech subs that are being used in the show that I actually am triggering, or Tristan now, triggering sounds that go with the Pyro that also give you a feeling it's not just the big bangs going off anymore these things are going through it's going through the pa and the concept of that is a concussion mortar which is just all a concussion mortar does is a big loud bang and i don't know if you've been in a concert but a cue goes off and you kind of hear somebody it almost sounds like somebody clapped their hands loudly and that's a concussion mortar so it was actually dan that said you know the people that are sitting at the back of the stadium don't hear that hardly at all. It sounds like somebody snapped their fingers by the time they get there. So the concept was, how do we get those people closer to the show? And so he came up with this idea, and then we started sampling different, you know, it could be cannon fire or gunshots, and we started going to sound effects, and we just started loading them into machines, loading them in and firing them off until we finally found things that, sound good and we can control them so they're not so mind-blowingly loud the concept is to make people feel it i i don't necessarily need to scare somebody especially in today's environment of what's going on out there and some of the things that have happened the ultimate goal is not to make somebody run in fear the idea is for them to enjoy the show and we can control the volume this way as well so this is something that we've introduced into their show as a feel-good moment, as you said, through audio as opposed to just visual as well. And I would personally jump in the fire if I didn't <laughs> ask Reed what his favourite Metallica pyro moments are and have been. Without a doubt, my favourite to shoot is Fuel. The cues that are involved in that and, and on the obvious, the video and everything that goes involved is so, it's sort of defining for pyro. It's like my, it's for me personally. The other one that sort of was great fun was the movie war scene before one. A lot of work went into that with the laser guys and everything else to make that happen. So that was another proud Papa moment for me. And then it's funny, not even by choice or not by choice, but sort of just by accident. Sandman has just become iconic. It's almost like, oh, you have to have these cues in there. So that would be my top three for different reasons. Fuel, just it just feels right. One, because it just looks really cool. And or war, the war scene before one. And then uh, Sandman for how iconic it is for multiple reasons. Yeah. 
Oh, for sure. Fuel holds a spot for me, too. And there we have it. That is our special pyro pod. I hope it lit up your day. <laughs> and the next time you're at an M72 gig, please give it up for Reed, Tristan Ford, who is the pyro crew chief shooter, plus pyro crew members Anders Berg and Donny Bobby Wash, because nice. without them, we'd have the fuel of Metallica's music, but not the fire of all that magnificent pyro. So thank you, team, and make sure you thank them next time you're at an M72 gig. And thank you for joining us. Next week, it's another special pod. Very special, in fact, as we are going to be featuring the one and only Jason Newstead. Oh, yeah. We had a great chat. You do not want to miss it. Trust us. It's a lot of fun. It really is. I love hearing from Jason, and you will too. So until next week, see see ya. ya. The Metallica Report is produced by Metallica HQ, Pantheon Media, and PopCult. If you like what we're doing here, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to visit Metallica.com slash podcast to submit your questions, offer your thoughts, and become a part of this podcast. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.